Hello, it's Friday the 25th of August. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I'll leak the compromat when I'm good and ready. Welcome back to Papercuts, the modern newspaper review, where we slice through a pile of the UK press and serve you the best bits with a nice cup of something hot and a penguin, if you're lucky. As listener Stuart said on Spotify, if you want a light-hearted skim through the day's papers, you can't do better than this. And the Penguin agrees. We're out mid-morning every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, so hit subscribe on your favourite podcast app and you'll never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Wagner gonna do about it. Prigozhin dies in suspicious air crash. Putin sends his family condolences. Say cheese. Trump is booked at Fulton County Jail on racketeering charges, releases scary mugshot, and is she still looking? Portrait of young girl keeps being bought and then returned to the shop for being too spooky. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we swiped the puzzle pages and put the magazine by the bog. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and here to join me in rinsing the red tops, it's historian and writer Alex von Tunzelman. Hello, Alex. Good morning. Also joining us to bash up the broadsheets, it's comedian and host of Finn versus the Internet, Finn Taylor. Hello, Hiya. Finn. Hiya. Hi. It's nice to see you in your cool shades, dude. Well, it's very bright in the studio. You've put lights on. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit much, right? It is a bit much. (laughs) Okay, so what have we got on the front pages today? Alex, what do we have? Well, uh, the front pages, of course, were all done before the Trump mugshot dropped. So they pretty much all focus on Prigozhin. We've got uh, The Guardian has US says bomb most likely cause of Prigozhin crash. They've gone off the surface-to-air missile theory. Uh, The Times has... Prigozhin made serious mistakes, declares Putin, under a rather scary picture of Putin uh, speaking at the unveiling of a new memorial to the Battle of the Kursk in southwestern Russia on Wednesday. It's kind of very Soviet-looking memorial, sort of. It's also really scary because it's kind of look un- it's underlit, so yeah. it just looks like a spooky film. Very spooky-looking. Uh, and the Daily Telegraph has gone to town on... He was a talented businessman who made mistakes, says Putin, um, with another picture of him doing a sort of blank stare. They've also got on the Telegraph, just uh, for those who've been following the interminable debanking story, Rose West not debanked as she posed little reputational risk. Yes. (laughs) Apparently the serial killer Rose West was allowed to keep her bank account um, despite being a serial killer. Okay, Uh, Finn, what do you have? I well several issues, but in terms of the papers, um, bomb blew up Putin critics jet. That's the I. The Sun goes with a sort of uh, clip art um, <laughs> sympathy card <laughs> with deeper sympathy. So sorry, I killed him. Uh, and then the Star leads with the curse of the spooky child, which, as you mentioned, is this parody shot painting of a small girl that's been returned many times because it's too spooky. And the last buyer, interestingly, was uh, Prigozhin. So I think that's (laughs) maybe a third theory as to what happened. (laughs) Alex, a really quick look at that Rose West story. We are slightly sick of debanking, we have to say. But essentially, she was allowed to keep her bank account at the co-op after it did a review of accounts in 2014. And their reasoning was mostly because it was... (laughs) Her daughter reused it and it was thought not damaging to the bank unless the news got out into the public realm, which it has, which which seems to imply. Yeah, which seems to imply one thing, I would have thought, which is that it's just a leak from a disgruntled employee. Yes, probably so. I mean, there seems to be, of course, uh, 
you know, naturally, Nigel Farage has barged his way into this story as well, says that his my sins are considered by the banking industry to be more serious than the acts of serial killers like Rose West. <laughs> now, of course, I mean, this isn't true. He was banking with Coots, not the co-op, rather a different bank. Um, and of course, as we know, he was offered a NatWest account. Um, so you, they're sort of simultaneously trying to argue that everyone should have the right to a bank account, but not Rose West. Yeah. So, you know, this is uh, this is kind of a complicated argument to make. But also um, Coots is like a high end, you know, whatever. Whereas the co-op is a family bank. And yeah. as serial killers go, <laughs> the Wests were quite a sort of wholesome Von Trapp operation. <laughs> you could say that, Finn, or really you could opposite. not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a husband and wife team. It kind of brings a kind of hope, folk, folksiness to the whole Okay, trade. so that's what the co-op are banking on, right? Hey, okay. well... Now, terrifying murderer, failed coup leader and head of Wagner, the brutal Russian private military company, Yegevny Prigozhin, is, it appears, no more. A private jet carrying Prigozhin and five other Wagner group members was flying from Moscow to St. Petersburg, where it suddenly dropped and crashed in a field about 200 miles north of Moscow on early Wednesday evening. Everyone on the plane has been killed, it's assumed. At first, Putin didn't acknowledge the crash at all, but now he has, and this is on most of the front pages. Alex, this has been a rolling news story, hasn't it, all day yesterday. So how have the papers covered it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's an extraordinary story, obviously. I'm sure a lot of people will have followed it online. And the papers are kind of, yeah, they've gone pretty big on it. Um, so, yes, the Telegraph is kind of looking, very, and the Times are both looking very much at kind of Putin's reaction. So Putin finally addressing it. I mean, we still don't know very much about this crash at all. We do know um, that he was on the passenger list, but it's not, you know, obviously they kind of haven't completely confirmed everything. But there seems to be this confirmation now from Putin that Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the plane from the fact that he's now speaking about him in the past tense. So, yeah, and also the Wagner kind of chat groups. Yeah. <laughs> we're all like, oh my oh my God, the, the, our great leader is no more. Absolutely. I mean, they're very sad about it. Nobody else is, as far as we can see. I mean, also on the plane, Dmitry Utkin, who some people have seen the pictures for, scariest looking man. In the world. In the world, more or less, uh, with, with a lovely collection of Nazi tattoos. Yeah, he had SS tattooed on his neck. Mm. I mean, yes, like his know. collarbones, oh, like, just... like kind of the collar stripes. Um, and he's got more Nazi tattoos. Yes, yes. I well, feel like those more, were, he sort of made his yes. point with the neck ones, wouldn't you? I yeah, mean, you I think apparently not. Well, I mean, he's the person who founded Wagner and called it the Wagner Group, obviously, as a nod to Hitler's favourite composer. So, I mean, we can now at least say that the uh, Russian supposed denazification campaign has at least denazified <laughs> one person. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, and we do have on the front of the Guardian a picture from a memorial in Moscow, a sort of folk memorial with a sort of rather fairly more angelic looking picture of Yevgeny Prigozhin with various kind of candles and flowers and uh, a little Wagner emblem that uh, is copyright infringement of the Warner Brothers logo with Wagner Brothers. Ah, okay. That's all, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Interestingly, in The Sun... They basically, in this story, um, they lead with a sexy picture of the flight attendant, uh, the only woman on the doomed flight, just to sort of make the story more interesting to sun readers. Yes, I mean, you know, she died and that was very sad. That was very sad. Yeah, I mean, what the, 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 the interesting about the flight attendant is actually she's the one that slightly puts 
um, paid to lots of the conspiracy theories that are going around. So yeah, we, you know, there she are was some texting, mad. She was so she was texting her family saying, "Oh, there are these unexpected delays for, in huge inverted commas, routine repairs, unexpected repairs." And obviously, that means that people were sneaking on big bomb. In yes, the bag. that's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah. or in yeah. a wine crate supposedly. Yeah, yeah. Or he's not dead, and the plane never crashed. There is that theory. I mean, there seems to be quite a lot of conspiracy theories. We heard we heard one just before we kind of started recording that said that actually everybody was already dead and had their heads cut off before <laughs> they even got on the plane. Yeah. Although that doesn't seem to work because obviously there was a pilot. Yes. <laughs> and the plane got up in the air. It's amazing how far you can get without a head as a pilot. <laughs> Autopilot can only take you so far and then your head really needs to be on. <laughs> I mean, Putin is amazing. I mean, you know, he's terrible, but he is kind of amazing, offering his sincere condolences <laughs> to Bogoshin's family and giving a short tribute, saying he knew him since the 1990s. He was, and he called him a talented businessman. It just makes me think of Tony Soprano saying that he was a waste management consultant. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's so cold. So ice cold. And I mean, that's kind of the fascinating thing about all of this and what some of the papers have gone on. I mean, the Daily Mail has gone big on that. For instance, Putin's chilling taunt over his rival's mistakes, in inverted commas, which, of course, you know, is very striking. Putin's revenge, pages seven to nine. I mean, so they've gone quite big on that. I mean, it does seem that pretty much everybody is convinced that Putin is obviously responsible for this plane coming down. As I say, the US now saying it's more likely to have been a bomb on the plane than a surface-to-air missile. Some of the papers, for instance, have mentioned a theory that there was a bomb on the plane hidden in a box of wine. But really, at the moment, a lot of this is just kind of people coming up with stories. And I think something I find quite fascinating about it is when it is, you know, in a way, this is such a successful potential Putin operation because leaving that level of doubt makes everybody obsessed with it. And it means that everybody's coming up with their stories. And the fact that he's saying so little and keeping it so simple and seeming so in control is part of building his myth yeah. and making everybody come up with these kind of crazy stories about beheading and all of this going on along the side. Because, you know, what can you do apart from make it even more dramatic? Exactly. I mean, the star leads with, is he dead or alive? So they're kind of, they're leading with that doubt um, because apparently he's faked his death before in a plane crash and then appeared in Africa three days later. But then my favourite thing, I've just seen this, is that um, X-Factor legend Wagner... <laughs> Has, has sent an exclusive video to the star saying, hey, Daily Star readers, I'm still alive. Putin didn't get me. I'm the real Wagner and I'm still here playing my bongos. So Is that a direct can, quote? That's playing a direct my quote. bongos? That's, that's a direct quote. So you can rest easy that evil hasn't got everyone. <laughs> All right. Um, just, I just want to ask you about... What Chico, we'll... however... <laughs> Whereabouts still unknown. <laughs> what about what's going to happen now, Alex? Because the papers are kind of full of different predictions and all the so-called experts have different ideas as to what's going to happen now. There's a question of what happens to the Wagner group, isn't there? Does it go and join Putin? You know, here we have a new great leader. Or does it go rogue? Yes, I mean, the papers all have pretty different opinions on that here. I mean, even in the Times, we've got, you know, sort of... Uh, simultaneous different theories that Wagner may be even more dangerous run by Kremlin than other people saying that, you know, actually that the Kremlin doesn't have a lot of authority over Wagner because they were very loyal to Prigozhin. It, it's, I mean, the fact is it's all guesswork at this point. There's a whole load of reading the tea leaves going on, you know, which is not terribly scientific. And what we do see is that there's just 
you know, Putin has very successfully caused chaos and confusion while seeming very much to be the person in control at the centre of it all. So that's that's what's really kind of gone on. I mean, what this plane crash has done is take out the three leading members of the Wagner Group. Um, so, you know, it, it's taken out the leadership. But I think it's quite complicated what will happen with them now. Um, and of course, a lot of them are in Africa as well, um, mixed up in the various kind of coups going on there in places like Central African Republic, Mali and so on. So, you know, and possibly Niger soon as well. So it's kind of all to play for, but it does seem that Putin is pretty determined to hang on to power at the centre. Yeah. Quite hard to challenge now. Yeah, because you die. Yeah. Uh, before we leave Putin... <laughs> the Times online has a list of people who've crossed him and what happened to them, which is a little scary. So there's obviously Alexander Litvinenko, who was poisoned in 2006 with polonium in his tea. Um, then there was a billionaire businessman who was found hanged in his Berkshire home. Um, somebody died from being strangled by their own dog lead in Weybridge in Surrey. Somebody else was gunned down in a lift. Loads of people falling from balconies. I mean, you know. It's yeah, quite a real mental health window. crisis amongst oligarchs, isn't there? There yeah. really is. Got <laughs> <laughs> to talk to your mates, guys. Yeah, I mean, no, it, it's uh, it's pretty dark, and of course the Sergei Skripal case and so on. I mean, you know, quite a lot of it happening in the UK, yeah, as well. Um, so yes, I mean, it's pretty alarming, and at this point, you'd have to be pretty foolhardy to do half a coup against Putin, as Prigozhin did. Yeah, that's my plans. <laughs> Change your entire afternoon, Miranda. Now, on the front page of the star, there is a picture of a lovely young lady with the title Curse of the Spooky Child. Finn, um, what's happening here? Well, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll hold this up for the video. <laughs> uh, well, as you can see, if you're watching the clip, um, there's a painting of a very spooky girl that has been in a bought in a charity shop and then returned because it was too creepy. And then the charity shop owner, this is in St. Leonard's-on-Sea, quite... Uh, sort of nimbly put it in the window again saying for sale again uh was returned because it was too, or possibly cursed possibly <laughs> cursed then bought by someone else uh who then returned it after two days quote noticeably looking shaky and distressed <laughs> and then he put it in the window again saying uh bought twice returned twice can you handle the surprise <laughs> and then it's gone viral um, because then, but then the, the person who returned it the second time went, well, right, it must be worth money if it's gone viral. So I went back and bought it and then has returned it again, saying, no, it is, definitely, <laughs> it is too spooky. I mean, you know, they, they, he did reduce the price, which I quite like as well. So He's making 20, a mint. <laughs> 20 pound, 25 pounds down to 20. Yeah. I mean, would you have it in the house? No, it's awful. It's so spooky. What is spooky about it? I'd have it on the inside of a cupboard door so that it faced the wall. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Just, That's the just only to way. Scare guests yeah, yeah. Or... Just when my daughter would be naughty, I'd put her in the cupboard and then <laughs> shut the door so she has to look at. It is really. It's a sort of. I think it's because. Well, I reckon she's what six or seven. She's yeah. dressed in a very kind of like proper way, but she uh, staring at you with this sort of. Well, yeah, almost Rose West glazed-eyed sort of horror, and that she seems like she's seen or done things. Yeah. That she shouldn't, she yeah. shouldn't have done. Yeah, and she can see you. She can see you, and she knows that you've done things you wouldn't have d wanted. She knows she's like almost like a confession box. She knows your deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets. You does. feel like you're projecting onto her. Yeah, 
I mean, it, it slightly reminds me of, do you, does anyone remember the green-faced Chinese girl that used to adorn many homes when I was really oh, little? Oh, yeah, there's the singer, the, um, she's Hawaiian, I think. No, Polynesian. no, she's a, Polynesian, right? And you're thinking of another painting, but the Chinese lady is Vladimir Trechikov. It's a, that was one of the most successful prints of the 20th century. It was yeah. sold in the sort of, 50s basically to thousands of households would have the Chinese girl yeah, no, there we, is a Polynesian girl as well yeah. Yeah. in the same sort of series um, and her real name was Monica Singh Lee and she worked at a laundrette in Cape Town South Africa which is where Trechkov lived after he left uh, Soviet Union um, and uh, yeah and yeah it was it, it there is a certain similar I think it's like because the girl in the spooky picture has this quite 1950s hair bob. and yeah. the bob and that sort of arresting look it definitely has Trechikov vibes they're sold for quite a lot now Trechikovs the originals yeah loads I mean the original sold for like £982,000 in 2016 and and the model obviously only got £6.50 when she actually appeared yes no, but like the, that yeah so, so that green faced Chinese girl is worth lots of money so maybe this charity shop find maybe she's onto something she just needs to reprint it a lot and put it in and like painted, Ikea painted green or something yeah, yeah. exactly I mean, because the the the, the green faced lady was so popular at the time that it appeared in Hitchcock films. It was in Frenzy on the Wall of the Killer, and it was in Alfie and Shelley Winter's <laughs> apartment. So you could, I mean, you know, it is an opportunity. I'd have it. I think as formerly myself a quite spooky child. There you go, mate. I, <laughs> I don't even I don't even want the paper near me. I think I, I think I empathise with her, the yeah. girl. I don't think she's that spooky. She's just got, you know, resting bitch face, which. It may be a harsh thing to say about a six-year-old. That's you know. not that's not resting, but that is resting serial killer face. That's terrifying. <laughs> now, here at Papercuts, headlines are our legal high. Serve up those quips, deal out those puns, and let's have a big toke on a proper joke. And we know that you too love a great headline, which is why Friday is Fix the Headline Day. Check our social media today for the hashtag Fix the Headline where we'll put up a great story with a rubbish headline. Tweet or threads is a better one and you could win a paper cut t-shirt. Eat that, fashion eds. So what about today's headlines? What do we have? Finn, what have you got? So uh, I've got the star, as always. Um, NASA are planning a new supersonic jet with an even bigger hooter. Nose. <laughs> and they've gone with the headline Conk Cord. Very good. Oh. Strong. As though Concord didn't have a big nose already. <laughs> anyway. Apparently that was why it wasn't successful. It needs a bigger nose. It needs a nose job. That would be a bit headline. Um And then I've also got, from the star, um, slightly less less savoury headline. Um, this is about the idea that uh, wastewater is going to be used to tackle huge fires. Um, and they go with sewage to help poot out blazes. Poo spent um, poo. And if you, poot. yeah, poo, and then with a T and poo. <laughs> but the story itself is pretty. I mean, it's quite terrifying because apparently one of the problems with taking uh, mains water is that it can only go at a certain speed. But there is, uh, you can always fire out the cannon at a certain speed. Whereas this with sewage, you can just, you can absolutely, you know, <laughs> you can fire it out. <laughs> apparently. Um, much faster. Much faster. We can go to these sites and take on board at any speed we want. Right, okay, so they take it on board and they splurge it out. Splurge it out. That's lovely. So you know what to do? (laughs) Shit in a chip pan. (laughs) (laughs) 
Alex, what do you have? Right, in the sun, I've got... Now, this is a, a long-term tabloid obsession, of course, is that uh, exams are getting easier, young people have it so easy these days, etc., etc. But we've got a bit of a twist on that story. Apparently, fewer kids have got top grades in GCSEs, a return to stricter marking, which they're very happy about, of course. And it's the headline, not so GCSE-easy. Ha-ha! Mm, um, and then in the mirror, uh, I have... A story, don't worry. Now, first of all, I've got to say, ends well. Um, <laughs> Rebel, who is a uh, terrier, a very small, cute terrier, uh, fell 100 foot <gasps> off a cliff at the Jurassic Coast, scampered over the edge, um, oh, fell into the sea at Bat's Head, but quickly swam oh. ashore, was then spotted on the beach at Durdle Door Dorset, a mile away, where he was reunited with his owners. He's fine. The dog is fine. No panicking. So we've got, in fact, the headline, my landing, it was a bit rough. Hey, he survived. Dog Putin survived. can't get them all. <laughs> yeah. Now, late last night, some of us, Alex, were glued to a live feed of a motorcade <laughs> in Florida, escorting the Bolognese-tanned would-be Republican candidate Donald Trump to the Fulton County Jail in Atlanta, Florida, to have his mugshot taken, be fingerprinted and be officially booked on charges of felony racketeering and conspiracy stemming from his alleged scheme to overturn the results of the presidential election that took place in late 2020. So, Alex, this is too late for the British front pages, but his mugshot is everywhere now. Yes, I mean, it's obviously immediately gone viral, not least because Trump himself has returned to Twitter for the first time since the insurrection. Um, and he has himself tweeted it. He's been obviously <laughs> trying to sort of take control of this story, but I'm not sure that's entirely worked because the thing has kind of gone viral. Now, he has told, in the New York Times, he's told Maggie Haberman that he thinks the picture makes him look like Churchill. I'm afraid <laughs> there have been uh, more comparisons, as far as I can see, to Derek Zoolander doing Blue Steel. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's definitely pulling that kind of face. Um, There's also the weird aspect that he put this picture up and then put Never Surrender, which is Churchill. But of course, that's exactly what he was doing. He was yeah, literally going over there to surrender. That's that's the whole thing. <laughs> so it's a little bit, um, you know, he's never been a big one for the truth. Um, so that's what's happening there. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's obviously he's the first president to have been charged with felonies and all this so he's the first president to have a mugshot so yeah great i deal mean disappointingly he's not holding up his number which i do th think is a bit they sad they don't do that anymore they don't no, do that anymore. i know and when I did would, they stop I doing that I don't know, but wouldn't it be nice to have a little height bar behind him as well? Because we're not really sure he's quite as tall oh, as he says. Oh no, he but is. they did reveal his weight. So they revealed his weight, and they said he was two hundred fifteen pounds. Which I looked up and said it says he's fifteen stone. Which some Twitter wag went, yeah, in your bra. I mean, fifteen <laughs> stone. No way is he fifteen stone. He's much more than that. I don't know quite how he managed that, unless he's on a Zimpic. Probably isn't as epic. Yeah, I think so. Well, he was allowed to specify his own height and weight. So, well, there you go. Um, so okay. that's what happened. That's what happened. I mean, it's the the picture of him is quite interesting because clearly he's obviously made an effort. He's trying to channel Churchill, but also he's very aware of the lighting because obviously it's not particularly flattering. It's from above. So he's he's thought about his team has thought about right. He's going to go into the into into the court. He's going to have his photo taken. The lighting will be for above. So his hair is really well dyed which is not normally, and he's, like, lowered his brow so that he will get kind of shadows over his eye. I mean, he's really thought about it. It, it looks like someone's 
on the other end is going, camera loves you, camera loves you. Camera loves you. <laughs> and, and he's gone, Hur. he looks like he's doing a little growl. Yeah. Hur. It's Hur. also slightly toddlery. Do you know what I mean? You know that thing where the toddlers are really cross with you because you're taking mm. a photo and they kind of go, oh, mm. like yeah. that. It's a bit pouty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it really is. But I is. think he's, he's aiming clearly for defiance. Yeah. If um, he wins the next election, then they should have this photo, you know, in airports. <laughs> <laughs> where they have the photo of the president, it should be this one. Yeah, definitely. There's another very disturbing picture that's uh, involved with Trump now. So he changed his legal team suddenly, and he brought in this guy called Stephen Sadow, who successfully has already successfully defended Rick Ross and Usher and T.I. and people like that. And his picture is just unbelievable. It looks like a kind of AI picture of a scary American lawyer, doesn't it? You know, I always think this when I see these American photos, they all seem to be like a little overcorrected and I don't know whether there's some Photoshop going on or you know who knows I certainly don't want to make any allegations about American lawyers um, no but, definitely you know, not him uh, <laughs> I mean he's very smooth he's, he's very smooth. smooth and then his mm. eyes are like the coal pits of hell <laughs> I mean oh maybe I shouldn't say that Mr. American Lawyer your eyes are beautiful <laughs> nice. come hither Putin now American Lawyers you're done you're going to get done in by Monday Now it's time to drag ourselves from the front page bomb droppers and the back page goal hangers and find the fun stuff. Mad features, weird columns and whatever nutso diet will definitely make you live until you're 130. Alex, what do you have? Well, uh, perennial tabloid fodder Kate Middleton, um, also known as the Princess of Wales, of course. Uh, Now, this is an absolute excuse from the sun to print some pictures that they clearly want to print anyway. So it's on the front page and inside. Uh, We've got a picture from many years ago, 2002, uh, when the then Kate Middleton uh, performed in a fashion show at her university and wore this very see-through dress on a catwalk. So she's wearing a kind of bikini with a very see-through black sheer dress on top. Looking quite foxy. She looks amazing. It must amazing. be said. She does. She looks like quite an attitude. She looks great. Um, and they've printed that picture twice. on the Once on the front page and once full page on page seven. Um, and the entire excuse for this story is that obviously the next season of The Crown is coming up. And they are saying The Crown is going to recreate this moment. So, that's so then the they can have two pictures because they can then use the original picture and then the Crown picture and kind of like compare and contrast to fit birds you know I, like, yeah, I mean that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly. literally what it will be I don't Who think Kate better? Middleton's not a fit bird she's top totty oh sorry yes <laughs> uh, yeah, different, class class, different class structure different class structure yeah that's true I mean there are details about this that I always love because of course they put it up and then they kind of you know we need details so it was uh, she was 20 years old it was March the 27th in 2002 William paid £200 for a table inches away from the runway and the dress cost £30 to make, but was sold later for, should we do a drum roll, dun, 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 78 grand. I mean, that is surprising because when you look at it, and this is no <laughs> offence to Kate herself, who, as we've said, looks pretty smoking. It's not the best dress. <laughs> like it's... It literally looks like kind of two really well-used washcloths or something. You know, yeah, like, I mean, it looks together. like it costs 30 quid. Yeah, it looks mm. like it costs 30 quid. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, you know, it's it's a familiar picture that we that they wanted to use, isn't it, really? Um, Finn, there's um, more stories about women in bikinis, no? Yes. Uh, in the mail, uh, they have a story about uh, how bikinis are outselling one-piece swimming costumes seven to one. 
Uh, and then they attribute this to middle-aged women daring to bear. <laughs> How did they uh, know it's well, middle-aged women? Yeah, this is, I think when a middle-aged woman buys a bikini, um, the uh, shop assistant hits a panic button <laughs> and a red alarm goes off and security do their best to try and, to try and stop. Big arrow to points try, at Yeah. <laughs> security tries to sort of save people from the... No, and apparently um, cover-up caftans have dropped to under 1% of all beachwear sold. Right. So it's kind of part of a trend of um, uh, of, of women feeling they don't need to cover up. Well, it's the era of the mum bod. This is ideal. Yeah. I mean, I have to say for some of us, and also possibly ideal for papers. You know, they could do. Yeah, so they kind of they're trying to be classy by just sort of putting the image of tits in people's heads rather than just printing <laughs> printing tits like the sun and the star do. Well, here's a classier paper. Yeah. And Alex, you have another story. Yes, this is in the Times Arts section. A million dollars for 70 seconds on screen. The stars who earn a lot for little. Now, this is a reference to Kim Cattrall, who has returned in the Sex and the City spin-off and just like that for a cameo that lasts one minute and 10 seconds for which she was reportedly paid a million dollars. Amazing. I mean, that is literally nice work if you can get it. It's I just mean, fantastic. Seriously. I mean, obviously, it's built up over years of experience and da 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 but like that is great. Isn't, isn't it? she in Sex and the City? But not anymore. So what happened was that she fell out with Sarah Jessica Parker, supposedly, yeah. Yeah. And, and then just decided not to be in it, which was quite a good move because it's been very bad. Yeah. Um, but then she, I mean, I, it is very true to her character, just swans in for a load of money. <laughs> Swans yeah. out again. Yeah. I mean, my God, she was well cast. <laughs> also, a very good decision because, yeah, all the rest of them have had to do loads of work to get paid and she's done this. She's yeah. just done 70 seconds. So, I mean, it's a bit of a win. But, yeah, we've got some lovely other examples from film history. Uh, Sean Connery in the 1991 film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves comes on at the end, just says a couple of lines. Uh, apparently, he got his agent tried for a million for that, only got 250 grand. But 250 grand in 1991, that's, that's, that's it's, decent, and, and, you decent know, cash. Yeah. Um, and uh, Marlon Brando, his 10-minute role in the 1978 Superman film, um, got a nice picture of him there in his in his white wig as Jor-El, who's Superman's dad. Um, apparently, he got $19 million for that 10-minute role. So, uh, wow, that is brilliant, isn't so it? So that's, that's good work. That's but, very good work. And he looks very fetching. Yes. Yes, he does. I mean, he's quite dashing, actually. I mean, you know, and apparently uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson also got in the cop action comedy The Other Guys. Uh, there's a little spoiler in the article. He uh, jumps off a building to his death 15 yeah. minutes in. Why did they say that? Uh, but he got $9 million for that. Um, so, you know, some of these, but of that course, is... the, the problem with this, like we could all do that work, but the problem is most of us aren't Marlon Brando, so no one's going to pay us that to no. do that work, are they? No, it's sad. Don't you can put your sunglasses down as much as you like, Finn. You're still not Marlon Brando. <laughs> Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now, that's what I am. <laughs> and that's the end of today's paper cuts. Thanks to Finn. Thank you. And thanks to Alex. Thank you. Thanks for listening and don't forget to follow Paper Cuts on your favourite podcast app. If you really like us, then leave us five stars on Spotify and Apple and a burn down your tent three days without mum post-GCSE best festival ever review. You can also follow us on X and Instagram at Paper Cuts Show, which is where you'll also find this week's story for you to fix a headline. Links are in the show notes. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when the Times revealed that Prince Albert of Monaco has to make an appointment to see his wife, Princess Charlene. But she doesn't need an appointment to tell him to take the bins out. See you next time. 
Papercuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Finn Taylor and Alex von Tunzelman. The group editor was Andrew Harrison. The managing editor of news was Jacob Jarvis. Production support was from Adam Wright and the producer was Sophie Black. The music was composed by Simon Williams and the executive producer was Martin Boytosh. <laughs>